welcome to the Rigor Europe podcast, your weekly roundup of the most interesting trends and developments in performing credit, stress and distress, restructuring and post reorg in the European and CMR markets. It's Tuesday, June the 6th. I'm Caterina Dacier. And I'm Andrew Ross. Coming up this week, we will talk with editor Luca Rossi about French retailer Casino, which just received consent from the required majority of its 26 and 27 note holders to effect waivers to event of defaults and to make amendments to certain provisions governing the notes for the duration of the group's conciliation proceedings. Head of credit research Julia Risconi will discuss Reorg's waterfall model of German shopping retailer HSE Finance that was published earlier today. Reporter Farouk Balak will talk to us about B2B landscaping company Ida Verde's liquidity concerns. Finally, senior reporter Beatrice Mervolian will give us a roundup of what's going on in the primary market. Luca, your story on a note holder of Casino working to accelerate on the EMTN notes created some market waves last week. Can you tell us a bit more of what's happening at the French retailer? Yeah, sure. So the situation is quite complicated. We know that one fund, which holds around 30 million euros across casinos, uh, 2026-2027 bonds and its EMTN notes, has filed an injunction to the trustee to accelerate on the EMTNs after the company opened the conciliation procedure on the 25th of May. So the fund, which is a dissenting creditor of casino and is not part of either the Perella or the DC advisory group, believed that the opening of a conciliation represented in itself a bankruptcy credit event under the CDS documentation, and also thought that the restructuring credit event would be triggered if the company applied for a stay. But yesterday, the ISDAS Determinations Committee said that a bankruptcy credit event did not occur when Casino opened a conciliation procedure last month. So the question is, what now? There are, I think, two main processes to monitor in regards to a possible acceleration. For the EMTN notes, which are the notes governed by French law, we need to see what happens next. If a potential future opening of a soft guard or application for additional relief from the company might constitute an event of default. Although I need to say that the majority of sources we spoke to seem to agree that this is a very difficult route to follow, as there is the ipso facto clause of French law, and the French courts would be able to nullify any acceleration attempt. For the 2026-2027 notes, which are governed by New York law, the situation is quite different. So these notes are accelerated automatically if an event of default occurs. So you don't need to instruct the trustee, etc., etc., like for the EMTNs. Also, some investors argue that the fact that the company requested an event of default waiver means that an event of default did actually happen. So it would be a past due event of default. So the fact that an event of default might have happened already seems quite difficult to prove. But anyway, 
Casino has just announced minutes ago that it got the consent from a simple majority of its 2026-2027 note holders to waive an event of default and to amend certain provisions of both sets of the notes. So it looks like that the company will not have to apply for a Chapter 15 in the US in order to get a stay and prevent these notes from accelerating. Oh, wow. Sounds really complicated. What about the actual restructuring process? Look, we heard that Daniel Kretinsky, who is a, a prominent entrepreneur and one of Casino's shareholders, is working on a plan to spare losses for more than 4 billion euros of the company's secured lenders. This would be a part of a deal providing about 1.1 billion euros fresh equity into the group and take over the company. As for the unsecured lenders, Kretinsky's proposal would include launching debt buybacks at a higher level than the current market prices of these notes, as well as a conversion into equity. Of course, questions remain over the operational turnaround of the group, which seems to be one of the most important things in the story, and where to invest and how, really. And tell me, Luca, has this secure debt been trading? So we heard from one source that the RCF traded recently again in the 70s. And we heard that 150 million of the term loan traded at the start of June. We also know that both Attester and Davidson Kempner bought into the company's RCF. Also, before I finish, do read the waterfall analysis that our analysts put together on Casino, as it clarifies a lot of things around the situation. We would like to hear your feedback to help us improve the podcast experience. So please take a moment to complete the short survey at the link attached to this podcast and let us know how we're doing. Hi Julie, German shopping retailer HSE Finance has 250 million euro floating rate and 380 million euro fixed rate senior secured notes, which are quoted in the mid to high 50s, yielding between 26% and 32%. The distressed price reflects the decline in the group's earnings in 2022, which were hit by the war in Ukraine due to its Russian exposure and weak consumer sentiment. Julia, can you tell us a bit more about the group and your forecasts? Hi, Andrew. Yes, and thanks for having me. Um, so HSC Finance is owned by Providence Equity Partners. Um, the group is a German TV commerce company that specializes in um, home shipping through live television broadcasts and online shopping platforms. The company primarily generates its revenue in Germany, Austria and Switzerland, and as you said, it also in Russia, which accounts for about um, 14% of the sales. In 2022, so HSE was, uh, had generated the lowest level of free cash flow, has sales and margin fell sharply uh, because the business was, uh, was facing a, a difficult market environment, as you can imagine. And as we know, the invasion of Ukraine had a strong impact on inflation and consumer confidence across Europe. Um, and let's not forget that Europe was still recovering from the effects of, of COVID. And could you be a bit more specific? Yeah, so in an environment of worrying headlines and significant inflation, consumer confidence certainly in, uh, in HEC main German market fell to some of the lowest levels on record. So it, this means that essentially consumers were just buying less uh, during 2022. 
Uh, normally for a company like HSC, which outsources much of their operational infrastructure, and their cost base is mainly variable in nature, the company can absorb some fluctuation in, in volumes. The big issue here is that the, the, is really the unexpected nature and timing of it all. Uh, HSC management had ordered significant levels of inventory before the war started. And if consumers uh, are not buying, then you have to discount or offer other incentives like free shipping to entice cons- customers to, to spend. So while revenue only fell by around 7% in 2022, EBITDA actually fell by 40%. It's, not, it's worth mentioning also that things like free shipping might not sound material, but to put it into context uh, with the global supply chain disruptions, freight rates were running at almost 10 times normal levels throughout uh, 2022. So this means that you may have paid around uh, $1,000 per ton in 2020. Now you're paying actually $10,000 uh, per ton in 2022. So how would you summarize your forecast and analysis? And what's your view on HSE's bonds? So in the near term, Near term, we are a bit more optimistic. We expect the margin improvement seen in the first quarter of this year to continue. And even are showing some additional improvement, uh, uh, some of the recent uh, more exceptional costs uh, subside. Um, over a medium term, we do see growth uh, returning to the business as consumer sentiment recovers uh, and consumer spending increases. And all our uh, operating cases that we model um, do not show any liquidity issue. Um, and we think the company can achieve some degree of deleveraging. So the real question becomes uh, how much recovery in earnings is possible before the group notes needs to be refinanced by 2026 when they, they, they when they fall due. And even then, if you have to have a view on how to treat the, the Russian uh, business of this group, because either you write it off or take a haircut or you include in your valuation purposes. And certainly as a lender, you want to know what's the worst case scenario. And uh, that's how we approach our analysis. So essentially, we decided to run a couple of scenarios. So where you include the Russian business in your valuation or you exclude it and you just consider the, the DAC business. And in this case, uh, where the Russian business is carved out, we estimate that the notes are nearly fully covered, but not fully. While if you include the Russian business, the notes are fully covered, but the loan to value ratio is still very, very high. So what does it mean? It means that a straightforward refinancing of the notes uh, without some sort of equity support could be challenging. On the other hand, um, since the senior secure notes trade today in the mid-50s, new investors buying these bonds in the secondary market could de-risk a a portion of their capital investments uh, with the cash coupon that they would collect until the the end of 2025. Even in a worst-case scenario, in a restructuring scenario, uh, we estimate that existing holders will still get some recovery in terms of reinstated debt. And this eventually means that, in a, that a price at, at the price of 50 cents, the downside is limited. Okay, thank you, Julie. Hi, Farouk. You wrote about ID Verde. Can you tell us about this company and uh, walk us through the summary of your report? Hello, Katrina. Yes, sure. Um, so ID Verde is a B2B landscaping company. It creates, maintains, and manages landscapes in France, UK, the Netherlands, Denmark, and Germany. Half of its business is in France, uh, its biggest market, 
and about a third of it is in the UK. So this became a distressed situation after weak operating performance by its UK business in 2022. The group's 335 million euros term loan B dropped to a low of 57 just before Christmas because investors were concerned about its deteriorating liquidity and high leverage. However, it has steadily recovered by around 25 points to low 80 since then, mainly due to the turnaround efforts related to the UK business led by sponsor Core Equity. All right, uh, we'll come to the turnaround part later. But uh, can you tell us first about um, what were the concerns around operational performance? Um, in September 2022, S&P estimated the group didn't have enough liquidity to cover its capital expenditure and working capital requirements for the year. So at the time, they had 33 million euros in cash and 5 million in undrawn RCF. Therefore, S&P was expecting exceptional cash outflows of about 26 million last year and 16 million this year in the base case. It also forecasts leverage would improve to about 12 times in 2022, but would remain elevated at around eight times to nine times this year. According to our sources, their maintenance business, which is about half of the group's revenue, typically operates under multi-year contracts of up to 10 years. So under those contracts, they maintain green spaces for a fixed fee adjusted annually by cost base or labor that are subject to annual indexation. So problems mounted last year when the economy as well as the landscaping market faced unprecedented jump in inflation, which increased labor costs. That surge in labor costs outpaced the step up in pricing under its contracts, which resulted in a lag of high single digit millions across the group, according to estimates by our sources. So this delay in the annual indexation impacted their maintenance segment, which is more labor intensive than the creation segment. Another issue was the underperformance of the house builder business, partly driven by integration of TCL Group, the UK-based landscaping company they acquired in 2019. So, Verde lost some of his key staff as part of that integration. So, what led the turnaround and uh, where are they um, in terms of revenue and EBITDA? They changed the leadership at their UK business and did a full review of the maintenance business. Among other measures are price increases, overhead reductions, bid selectivity, and tight cost controls. So price increases have now fully caught up as a result of the annual indexation, according to our sources. They generate around 1 billion in sales, uh, while run rate EBITDA has recovered to around 95 million as a result of these measures that I mentioned earlier. So the UK business has recovered to about 60% to where it was in 2021, according to our sources. Um, as a result, group EBITDA and leverage are at a more sustainable level and the business is on track to further delever in the coming year. And they say, uh, like the sources that are close to the situation, they say that municipalities need to maintain green spaces due to growing concerns around effects of climate change, which basically supports growing demand for IDWRD's services. Thank you, Farooq. I had a call with Beatrice earlier today and asked about the highlights in the primary market. Here's what she had to say. So the week started quietly with no new debt launched on Monday, but today information services provider InfoPro Digital launched a new 975 million euro five-year offering of senior secured fixed and floating rate notes to redeem its existing 2025 notes and fund the repayment of a shareholder loan. 
Private education group Cognita has launched a three and a half year amend and extend request of about 905 million euros in connection with its Euro term loan B to repay in full its existing sterling term loan B. Amusement park operator Merlin Entertainments, which recently priced a 700 million euro term um, senior secured note, is marketing a three year 700 million term loan B extension to 2029. And bakery platform CH Gunther and Son is marketing a 230 million euro 2028 term loan B for refinancing and, and general corporate purposes. Join Reorg at the 27th Annual Global ABS Conference in Barcelona from June 13th to 15th. Register today to hear expert Jeff Kramer on the ESG Mythologies and Analytics panel. The three-day conference returns as a major catalyst of structured product deal flow across Europe. Register now at reorg.com or email marketing at reorg.com for more questions. More information on all the situations and events discussed on this podcast are available on our website, reorg.com. We hope you can join us next Tuesday for another Reorg Europe podcast. Until then, have a great week and thank you very much for listening. Mm -hmm.